Հաշտերոչը, որ առիթ ուրենք այստուրել աստու խոսքից իրար հետ ուսումնասիրենք։ Praise the Lord that we have this opportunity today to study the Word of God together. Մենք չորեք շապտի որերը միար ժամանակ սուրպ գրքի մարդկան ծաղոտներն ինք կարդում։ For a while we were studying the prayers of different people in the Bible. And we were taking many examples from their prayers. Majority of the prayers that we studied came from the Old Testament, a few from the New. Uh, it's a few weeks that we are analyzing and studying the wars that have taken place in the Bible. Why? Because I realized that we are in a uh, serious warfare. And in a way, the warfare that we are in is uh, the first and the second world war finally came to an end, but the warfare that we are in is continuously ongoing. Uh, Alice uh, did a beautiful worship today and said very meaningful uh, words which uh, had a lot of impact on Brother Edward. Uh, to confirm what she said, a preacher was preaching here one day. I wanted to pray those people who are in the midst of difficulties for their difficulties to be over. Uh, and I want all of those people who don't want to have any more difficulties, please raise your hand. The whole of the congregation raised their hand. And then the preacher said, uh, therefore I have one other prayer to do for you. Now I want to pray that all of you die. Why? Because as long as you are alive and you are in this body, your difficulties are ongoing. If you are ready for me to offer a prayer for you to die, then, only then your difficulties will end. And I don't think anybody dare lift their hand after that. There has never been a promise in the Bible that we will not face difficulties. We are in a continuous warfare. Uh, and our uh, battle is getting uh, tougher every day. One day, Brother Edward heard very clearly the voice of the Lord that the Lord has called those to be his children who are fighters and warriors. Uh, the battles in Iran, the difficulties that we went through in Iran enables us to become better warriors. They have had eight martyrs, and the brother Edward has been res uh, responsible for the funeral of seven of them.
Actually, there were two that be, there were martyrs from the Anglican Church that uh, Brother Edward participated in the service, but not actually carried out the funeral. Uh, but we have been involved in all of them directly. And we've had a lot of uh, pressure uh, uh, through the government, through persecutions, uh, uh, prisoners, uh, etc. And this is still going on. And they have stopped one of the Friday meetings uh, from last week because uh, uh, it was very popular. Uh, their, uh, they make every effort so that no man, not many people turn to Christianity. But the uh, reverse happens. Somebody said Satan was uh, pushing me into the abyss, but uh, uh, the reverse happened. I ended up in the bosom of Jesus Christ. Brother Dibaj used to say that we are like a bouncy ball. The harder they bounce us, the higher up we go. Praise the Lord. Last Wednesday we uh, studied the uh, battles that went uh, carried on between Moses and the Pharaoh and now we want to do the same thing. I always used to pray to be like Jesus but uh, from Wednesday I started to pray that I will be like Moses. And I've fallen in love again with Moses. I'm becoming a Jew. Uh, and I wanted really to be like Moses and to have been in his position. Uh, it is amazing to be a warrior yep. like Moses. <clears throat> and we know that before he went into battle, how weak he was considering himself. And he was arguing with God, I am not the person you are looking for. Do not send me. Yes, I cannot be face to face with the Pharaoh. I cannot be a match for him. Send someone else. And he was considering himself very weak. But God's choice was that shepherd from the desert. He selected him 
to come face to face with Pharaoh and overcome him. And today that uh, it is a memorial day for the people who have given their lives, it is fitting that we study this part of the Bible. Uh, it is not a Bible study, so I will not read every single portion. I will give it to you in uh, uh, you can read it at home or study it now, but I want to mention six points that encountered uh, The first one is in chapter 5 between 1 and 3. The first meeting that Moses had with the Pharaoh. Uh, the first thing he said to the Pharaoh was, uh, Jehovah, uh, Jehovah has sent me uh, to tell you to deliver my people so that they can go to the desert and worship their God in the desert. But what is the reaction of the Pharaoh? Who is Jehovah? That I should be obedient to him? Who are you that you have come and are asking me this? Uh, do you think I will free the Israelites? I don't recognize Jehovah. I don't accept you. And here clearly, I'm not going to give freedom to the Israelites. Even though Moses said that it's the Lord who's told us to go into the desert for three days and worship him, Pharaoh rejects it. Uh, not only he doesn't allow them to go, on the contrary, uh, he puts them under more pressure. Uh, he starts persecuting them and he takes all the materials away from them so they cannot carry on building. Go and find your own materials. You have, you have become lazy. All you want to do is just worship your God. Uh, so people come and complain to Moses and said, instead of delivering us, you have put us into more trouble. Pharaoh is a symbol of Satan. And Moses represents us, the believers, who want to acquire victory. The first thing that Satan tells everybody, there is not going to be release and relief for you. Don't even think about it or mention it. We should Hara, not be amazed at this. Ne, he is the prince of this world. He has captured people. He doesn't want to release them. But is this the end of the story? No, it is the beginning. 
uh, when the difficulties come, and we see that God brings different punishments upon Egypt. How the river changes to river of blood. How all the insects take over the whole of Egypt. We see that maybe little bit Pharaoh becomes a bit softer. Study the 8th chapter, verse 25. Uh, Pharaoh calls Moses and Aaron and says, now that you want to go and worship the Lord, do it in Egypt. Why do you want to go into the desert? Do it here so that we can watch how you worship your God and how you offer sacrifices. Isn't this exactly what Satan is telling so many Christians? If you want to be a believer, be a believer. But stay in the world. Egypt is the symbol of the world in the Bible. And today, how many very worldly believers we have? This is how Satan has cheated Enjoy the world. Go and do, have your fun. Drink, smoke, enjoy yourselves. Have your circle of unbelieving friends. And, by the way, worship your God as well. Now and again, go to church on Sundays. Yeah, keep your faith and when you go to bed maybe say your uh, prayers as well. it, is, it is not essential for the believer to be so deeply rooted in their faith have your way of life have your fun and have some faith as well yes, brother Edward remembered something uh, two preachers about 50 years ago from England came to Iran. Maybe 40, 46 years ago. Uh, the meetings were taking uh, place in Brother Seth's house. The church had started from there. These two preachers, they were visionaries. They came to Brother Seth's house and uh, they wanted to establish a church that would be outside, not uh, in the house, and also extend churches in other parts of Iran. Very committed believers. Their names were Haikaz and Haran. Haikaz died and his wife has remarried and is in this country. Yeah, she lives here. Uh -huh. 
Very powerful preachers. And uh, one of his sons was called Hovan, and uh, their son is called Hovan also. Uh, he was uh, preaching so powerfully. Uh, it was uh, Brother Edward was new in his life. Every time he was preaching, I was getting filled by the Holy Spirit. And I said to him, Haikas, I think from the moment you were born, you were filled by the Holy Spirit. Actually, it will be a good thing for you to know my past. Billy Graham was visiting England. Yes, him girlfriend said, I went to his uh, meeting with my girlfriend. Not to hear, uh, but to take the mickey out of him. And at the beginning of the meeting, we were laughing our heads off at him. I don't know what happened halfway through the meeting. Something happened with him. And I realized that this world is not what I need. I have to leave this Egypt and go to the Lord. And the, my girlfriend sitting next to me realized that um, I've had an encounter with the Lord. She said, let's get out of here. No, he replied, I want to remain When the preaching finished and he invited everybody uh, to come forward, I stood up. My girlfriend was very amazed. This has not been our intention. Sit down. Let's go and have fun in the world. Uh, I could not tolerate. She persisted so much that I had to sit down. Okay, if you want to become a believer, fair enough, but let's enjoy the world as well. But there is no need for you to go forward and repent. But when Billy Graham continued that choose between God and the world, between a life of lightness and a life of darkness, I could not remain any longer. So he decided to go forward and not listen to her. But when he stood up, the girl said something else, so she sat down again. He sat down. If you go forward and come back, you will not find me here. I cannot be involved with somebody who wants to have a life of a monk. Sat down again. He was in a very bad situation. He had to make a very difficult decision. He loved the girl a lot, or he thought. But realize that without the Lord, I will be in turmoil. And I had to make a decision between the two. 
And it was the first time that I was refusing the girl something. Uh, but the invitation was continuing from the front. Particularly when he said that today is the day of salvation. Today you have to repent. And he said, but I put my hope in you, Lord. Went forward. Surrendered myself to the Lord received a new life. When the love of the Lord entered my heart, all the desires of the girl left me. Then I realized that that was not true love, but it was in fact When the light came on me, the darkness left. I went back, having had salvation, acquired salvation, and the girl was there, looking very fierce and angry. With her long nails, she wanted to claw my eyes out. She was very cross. I was very peaceful. You know what I told her? If you don't want to come with me to go to heaven together, I am not prepared to go with you to hell. Bye-bye. We go our separate ways. End of story. God gave him a very godly wife. Oh. They served the Lord for two and a half years in Iran, and they both lost their lives in a car accident and went to be with Jesus. But the vision that they had that we must infiltrate the Muslim world started from there. We can never forget that. And it is written in the history of the Church of Iran, and I think Anna and Malcolm are nodding their heads. They know it too. Exactly the same thing is Pharaoh is telling Moses, remain in Egypt, but also worship. Can you do that? Moses said never. Our worship will not be uh, tasteful to the Egyptians. Uh, they will stone us. We have to detach ourselves and go to the desert and worship in there. Chapter 27. And we have to worship him at a place where he has commanded us to. What was uh, Pharaoh's third reaction? First of all, he said, don't go. Second, he said, worship but in here. Okay, third place he says, all right, I'll give you a compromise. Go into the desert, but not too far. Just remain close by. Pray for me as well. He's very two-faced. Don't go very far. Uh, this is what uh, Satan is telling all the believers these days. Be believers. Never mind. But don't go too deeply into your 
Don't read your Bible so much. Haven't you got a mind of your own? You'll go mental. Instead of being progressive, you just start. Is it necessary to go to church all the time? A few times, if there's a funeral, there's Christmas or Easter, by all means go. Wake up in the morning, give the name of the Lord, and carry on after your business. Is it necessary to pray all the time? What's going on? Give God a break. Don't go too deep into the word of God. Don't go into extremes. Now and again. Don't go too far from Egypt. Brother Edward repented, one of his uh, relatives said the same thing. You are young, you don't realize what you've done. I am thinking of you. Uh, he was one of the wise ones among the relations, and he was well respected. Read it, but just a little. Go to church, but not every week. Just say a prayer at night and go to sleep. We're not telling you not to have faith, but you're going too much after it. Haven't you got a life to live? <laughs> Brother Edward, this is my life. This is not my religion. This is my life. This is my life. But he didn't appreciate it. Finally, Brother Edward was obliged to ask him a few questions. Uh, my dear Ivas, his name was Ivas. Do you accept this, uh, that is the word of God? Is this truth or is it a lie? Of course, this is the truth. Put it on his head. Who said it's a lie? Maybe God will close my mouth if I say this is a lie. Do you accept the cross that Jesus went on the cross for our sins? I always take the cross from the priest, I kiss it and give it back, of course. It's the truth. Do you believe in heaven and hell? Is it true or false? I accept, I accept this truth. If it's a lie, if it's a lie, why should I go after it a little? If it's the truth, I don't go after it enough. I should go more. Because for truth, it's worth for us to give our whole life. He could not reply. My brothers and sister Pharaoh said, Don't go too far from Egypt. Stay close by. And Satan is telling all of us exactly the same today. But Jesus says, You cannot be in two places and serve two people. 
You cannot be a half-hearted Christian. You have to be either hot or cold. You cannot have one foot on the platform, one foot on the train and get to your destination. Either you have to be on the platform or in the train. You cannot serve two different masters. Pharaoh realizes that he is defeated. The fourth meeting that they have. You realize that in every meeting that they have, message of Moses is constant. It does not change. Brother Edward has counted ten times, maybe more. Ten times it is repeated. Release my people so that they can worship the Lord. In the fourth meeting, ten, eight to eleven, uh, events become more uh, powerful. More uh, diseases come upon the Egyptians. Yes, they get uh, uh, sores and things on their bodies. Yes, they have hailstones, lightning, darkness uh, comes over the land of Egypt. Uh, yeah, uh, they have um, uh, I know, yeah. No, no. Locusts, locusts. Yes. Now, Egyptians are complaining to their pharaoh and saying, please let the Israelites go because we are all suffering. Finally, he's uh, accepted that to let them go. But he introduces another condition. Chapter 10, 8 to 11. Moses, you want to go into the desert and worship the Lord? Who wants to go? How many of you want to go? What do you want to take with you? Our elderly, our youth, men, women, children, and our cattle and animals, everything. No, I will not agree to this. You are taking this too seriously. Uh, it was not agreed that the whole lot of you could go. Only the older ones of you could go. Fathers and mothers can go. The elderly can go. Why do you want to take the children with you? Are you taking extra burden with you? Have pity on the children. Too far away on a journey. It will be trouble for them. Maybe they will meet with some danger. The older ones leave the children with me here. I will take good care of them. See what Satan is saying? Satan is saying exactly the same thing. 
Satan is telling the parents, let the, let the children enjoy their youth, have fun. Don't pressurize them. Let them enjoy the life. You have lived your life. Let the children enjoy their lives. Don't bring them up to be so religious. And what are they teaching our children at school? The same thing. Same things in the television. And they're trying to pass on godlessness to the children. When Brother Edward's family first came to England, they don't know, did not know the customs and ways of this country. Their youngest daughter, Eva's, Eva, she was 13 years of age. She said there's a uh, girl in our class, she's 13 years old and she's expecting a baby. And her Father, boyfriend is in the same class, 13 years old. And they feel quite good about themselves. And the boy is telling the girl, take care of our baby. She was so shocked. Can something like this be going on in a school? We are living in a very evil world. Stuff like this is very ordinary. So many babies are born, they don't know who their father is. Uh, children are born without parents, so many. And uh, sadly, uh, what the world is saying today confirms what they're doing. In name of freedom, in name of uh, open-mindedness, they tolerate and encourage it. And they used to tell uh, their daughters in the school that you are still virgins, how backward you are. How backward you are, you have not... uh, Develop, progressed. This is what the world is telling us today. Keep the children in the world. What did Jesus say? Let the children come to me. Satan is saying the same. It's learned from Jesus. Give the children to me. In the communist world, their uh, belief was such that let the children be communists until the age of 18 and follow us, and then we will release them. And this is why in so many uh, Christian families, children are not necessarily with the parents. In their faith. Sometimes uh, parents don't uh, feel that it is their responsibility to uh, establish that Christian faith in the children. Uh, But there are times as well that uh, parents are not guilty, they have instilled try to instill the Christian faith in the children, but children 
they become older and they exercise their free will and they go their own way. But most of the time it is through our failings that they don't come to faith. We have to realize that children are uh, treasures that the Lord has given us. And we have to stand on the promises of God that me and my whole family will belong to the Lord. Me and my whole family should worship the Lord. I will not give you my children. He wanted to take the children as deposits in order that the elderly would return. And he also had another mindset that if he lost the parents, he would have the children. I am convinced if we stand and claim our children for the Lord, God will deliver them to us. Pharaoh realizes it didn't happen. Uh, the pestilence continues. Chapter 10, verse 24, it says, Go, Moses. Worship your God. Take the children if you have to. But don't take your herds and your cattle. Leave them behind with me. Uh, it will be too much for you to take. the families, but uh, don't take the animals Leave your belongings in here. Isn't Satan saying exactly the same thing today? You are a believer, you belong to the Lord. You're taking your children. Don't give your money to the Lord. Why are they talking about money in the church? In this church, we don't talk too much about money. I wish we would talk more about it. Don't talk about money. Don't talk, discuss finances. It's important to just give your heart to the Lord, not your pocket. What is the connection between your pocket and God? Money is something dirty. Money is for the world. The Lord does not have any need to uh, need need If you want to worship the Lord, worship the Lord, but there's no need for you to give your tithe or give your gifts. Keep your money for yourself. Keep your money for yourself so that you don't fall short. We live in a very expensive world. You might become jobless. Think about your future. Don't consider giving tithe to the church. Use your mind in this direction. Uh, three, uh, one uh, Christian, one Muslim, and one Jew, uh, they were uh, 
men of God, religious people, they find some treasure. We have to give God his portion. The Christian says, I'll make a circle on the sand, I'll throw the money at, whatever falls inside the circle will be God's, whatever is outside will be mine. The Muslim says that I'll draw a straight line, above the line is God's, below the line is mine. The Jew was very crafty. He said, I'll throw my money up. Let God take what he wants. Whatever he returns to the ground will be mine. And a lot of Christians behave in this way. But these uh, Jews that we think they are very tight, God has commanded them to give their tithes and give their gifts to the synagogue. We see that if the Jews were obliged to give, how much more us Christians? A lot of people don't like to talk about these matters. If there was a horse here, we know that horses like to be crest on their uh, neck and head. But if you go lower down, you'll get a good kick. Some people are very, very comfortable, very relaxed, as long as you don't talk about their pockets. But as soon as the church wants to touch their pocket, they start kicking out. Don't discuss finances. That does not honor God. The most important thing is my heart. But Jesus clearly teaches where your heart is, that's where your mind is. If somebody gives their heart to the Lord, they also give their finances. If they haven't committed their heart to the Lord, they will not part with their money either. Or will not give from the bottom of his heart, and that is also not acceptable to the Lord. The money does not belong to us. He has given it to us. If God does not give you a good night's sleep at night, or if you've got indigestion, if he takes his mind away from you, I'm sorry for the examples I gave. If you can't stand up, how can you earn money? So, the source of the, your ability to earn money is from God. We don't owe him anything. We return to him what is his in the first place. From what God has generously given us, we return to him a portion willingly. And one day we have to stand in his presence and be answerable for the way we spent our money. What was Moses' reply? Chapter 25. 
We will take our cattle and herds and everyone with us to We will not leave even a hoof of an animal here. How can we worship the Lord without what we have? Moses is very bold now. Not only we will take what is ours, we'll take some of yours as Yes, and then we read that they took their uh, herds and their cattle and gold and silver as well for good measure. They robbed the Egyptians. Why? Why? Because the Israelites had worked uh, for the Egyptians as slaves for 430 years free of wages. The final part of the story. They left Egypt. He said five things. Five conditions and Moses rejected them all. Remember what they were? I will not let you go out of Egypt. Second one. Worship in Egypt. Third one. Okay, if you go out, don't go too far. Fourth one. Don't take your children. Fifth one. Don't take your belongings with you. Moses did not compromise. This is the sort of people. Christ is looking for. This is warfare. This is being a warrior for the Lord. What happens in the end? When they come out, uh, they've gone through the desert. They see that, oh no, Pharaoh's soldiers are following, his armies are following. After all this, now he's sending his army to persecute the uh, Israelites. They've come to kill all the Israelites and to get his vengeance. They are facing the Red Sea behind the armies of the Egyptians. They can't go forward, they can't return. Yeah, they are stuck. Stuck. What can they do? What is the way out? This is the final action. What do the uh, Jews tell Moses? Didn't we tell you, don't take us out of Egypt? Didn't they have graves in Egypt that we could have been buried in them? <laughs> you brought us to be dead and buried here in the wilderness. Didn't we tell you we'd rather be slaves to the Egyptians than die in the middle of the desert? This is happening in uh, chapter 14. What was Moses' reply? This is the final battle. There is no need for explanation. It is crystal clear, you will see. 
The message is to trust the Lord and to take refuge in Him. Amazing message. I want you to learn off by Alice, don't go stay. Exodus, Exodus um, 14, 13 and 14. 14, chapter 14. 13 and 14 verses. Moses told the Israelites, don't be afraid. Stand firm. See the deliverance of the Lord. Now that you are facing the Egyptians, you will never face them again. The Lord will go into battle for you. And be silent. Don't grumble. Four points. Do not be afraid. Stand for the Lord. See his salvation. Be silent. Stop moaning. Stop grumbling. Don't talk excessively. Be silent. See how the Lord will deliver you. And we know this from history, what the Lord does. He divides the Red Sea. The Israelites go through, but when the Egyptians follow, the waters come down and drown all the armies. Do you want to uh, be warriors like Moses? Let us pray that the Lord will teach us how to fight. Let us bow down. Father. Father, I want to be a victorious warrior in every challenge. We claim the same thing for the believers in the church. We don't want to worship in Egypt. We don't want to worship in the outskirts of Egypt. We don't want to worship God without our children. We don't want to worship without our whole being and financial ability as well. We want to worship the Lord with everything that we have in a place that he's given us. And we are sure then the Lord will fight on our behalf. Let us do what we have to do and leave to the Lord what he has to do. Please stand up all the families, let us pray together. If you can stand up. In particular, I want to pray for families. And then pray for the young men and women. For those who are 
waiting to be married. Or pray for those who are elderly and on their own. For every one of us. Uh, let us belong totally to the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, cover these homes with your blood and keep every one of us under the blood of the Lamb. Exactly the same way that Israelite families were under the blood of the Lamb. And the angel did not go the, into the homes that had the blood upon them. Keep every one of us, our homes, under the blood of the Lamb. Help us to have a spirit like Moses. And help us to totally surrender to you in everything. And everything that we are, everything that we have to give to you. And when we give, to give genuinely. And not to keep a hoof even for the enemy. Because we are asking this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. Who can tell what God will do? Who can tell of his love for you? In the name, the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. Who can tell what God shall do? Who can tell of his love for you? In the name, the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Amen. Amen, amen. If anyone requires special prayers, please come forward.